Good morning, everybody. We've got a lower trade in the grain markets here early on Wednesday morning. It is 6.30 a.m. Central Time. December corn futures down three cents at 5.40 and a half. Uh, January soybeans down eight cents at 12.39 and a half. December Chicago wheat down three and a half at 7.48 and three quarters. December Kansas City wheat down three and a quarter at 7.74. December spring wheat is down three and a half cents at 10.18. If you guys are listening on the podcast, leave me a rating or review. If you have not already, could certainly use some more uh, ratings and reviews on that Apple podcast app in particular. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, uh, like these videos, help me to grow this thing. If you need some additional assistance from me, go to my website, standardgrain.com, click on grain marketing plan, check out my subscription service, guys, $49.99 a month. I'll send you my morning email, which goes out every business day at 6.30 a.m. Central Time. I wake up very early. I put this thing together every day. Um, I comb through information for a couple hours every single morning so you don't have to. So uh, certainly check this deal out. It includes my subscriber-only videos, which are very popular, all of my grain marketing recommendations, um, all sorts of, of different information you're going to get from me. You can cancel it at any time. No other fee, no other obligation. I will not try to sell you anything else, I promise. The spring wheat market traded into some fresh 10-year highs yesterday. Uh, pretty impressive stuff. And this is the uh, Minneapolis wheat contract, if you are not aware of that. Um, so we had a crop failure essentially in the uh, Northern Plains and also in Canada this year where we grow spring wheat. And I'm actually surprised that this market took this long to get to $10 or $10.50. This drought story in uh, North Dakota, in Canada, those places where this particular uh, uh, variety of wheat is grown. That, that's old news. We've been talking about this for months. Uh, I talked about it extensively over the summer, and it's only now that, uh, or just recently, that we've been able to trade this market above $10. The uh, the markets function in a situation like this, guys, when you have a total crop failure, it's it's basically like twofold. I mean, you've got to discourage demand on, on one hand, and at the same time, you've got to try to encourage additional acreage for next year. So I think that the market is in the process of, of doing both of those things here. Um, this is the same wheat market that traded up to $24 back in uh, 2008. I don't think necessarily that we're going there again, but uh, these are some pretty high prices that uh, should discourage demand. And um, you know, new crop futures for next year are not priced quite this high, but still at prices that should encourage some additional acres. So certainly an interesting situation. And the wheat market overall has been strong. I mean, winter wheat futures are trading some multi-year highs. Um, you've had crop issues uh, here in the U.S. with the HRW crop. Russia had issues. Canada had issues, of course. So the uh, wheat market in itself, uh, very, very strong. We have some rains moving over the U.S. plains this morning, and these are rains that a lot of people did not necessarily want to see because they caught so much out of this last system. But you've got this kind of wide band that goes all the way from uh, Texas up through Oklahoma, Kansas, uh, Nebraska, eastern parts of South Dakota, North Dakota. It's going to work its way east into Iowa, Missouri, uh, Minnesota, places like that. Rainfall totals over the next seven days are really just out of this particular system when it does move east. Um, a lot of areas of the Corn Belt, uh, these blue areas on my map, if you're watching, uh, are going to see an inch or less. Uh, this is the area here that will see the heaviest amounts. Uh, Western Missouri, uh, southern Iowa, the central, the southern part of Iowa, and then these far eastern areas of Kansas and Oklahoma, they'll see uh, up to two inches of rain in some areas, according to this morning's forecast. So we know that um, harvest has been, I won't call it delayed, but it's certainly stalled in some areas as a result of recent rains. And uh, these rains that are working their way through this morning are probably not welcome in uh, a lot of areas. 
Analysts are optimistic about Brazil's soybean crop. Uh, I've discussed this extensively recently. Uh, moisture deficits are disappearing. Rainfall has been good. Um, they're off to a very quick start in regard to planting. Well-followed crop scout Dr. Michael Cordonier pegged the Brazilian soybean crop at 144 million metric tons with a neutral to upward bias. He said the crop is off to a better than average start and that soil moisture is favorable, quote, nearly everywhere in Brazil, end quote. Uh, USDA also has the crop at 144, uh, and that would eclipse this past year's record, which is 137 or was 137, according to USDA. So Brazil, all the potential in the world right now for record uh a record soybean crop and also a record corn crop. Rumors regarding Chinese interest in U.S. corn circulated again yesterday. Uh, the rumor mill has been incorrect uh, over the last couple of weeks in regard to these rumors. I think like when you get a day like yesterday where the corn market rallies, yet there's not any real bullish news, like trade kind of looks for something. And maybe that's why these rumors uh, develop in instances like this. I mean, you've got a, a fairly quick harvest pace. <clears throat> you have a, a decent crop here in the U.S., good start in Brazil. And the market still rallies and you've got strong basis levels in a lot of areas. So it's kind of interesting. Um, if there is any such purchase, it would be confirmed via flash sale. Uh, it would be weekday mornings at 8 a.m. Central time it could be today or tomorrow. Uh, some commercial ag companies reporting very strong earnings this week. ADM said it's said that its third quarter profit more than doubled. Uh, strong crush margins and rising demand for vegetable oils uh, boosted earnings. Uh, earnings per share 97 cents uh, beat analyst expectations of 91 cents. They noted in their earnings report, this is ADM, that China would need to import 100 million metric tons of beans and 25 million metric tons of corn. Both of those numbers are very close to current USDA estimates. They also mentioned that U.S. acreage is a toss-up between corn and beans uh, next year. Bungie also reporting stronger than expected earnings, citing a lot of the same factors. EIA will release its weekly ethanol report today. We should see another very strong week of production. Ethanol margins are fantastic. Last week's print, 1.096 million barrels per day, was one of the best we've ever seen. It was only like 1% shy of uh, an all-time record for any given week. Uh, demand for ethanol is strong. You know, ethanol stocks are seasonally uh, kind of low, despite the fact that we're producing more ethanol. So this is all positive. That report will be out at 9.30 a.m. Uh, Central Time this morning. Friday's first notice day for uh, November soybean futures. Make sure you take a look at any remaining open positions there. Cattle market acted really well yesterday, uh, up more than a dollar in the fat cattle contracts, feeder cattle up as well. Uh, there were some reports of some cash trade in the South at 125, which would be about a dollar better than last week. So that is a positive. U.S. dollar marginally lower ahead of the cash open. The S&P is about flat. The Dow's up 30. Uh, bonds are up. Uh, gold and silver marginally lower. Crude oil down $1.16 at 83.49 in the December WTI. Everybody have a great day today. I'll talk to you guys same time tomorrow.